0: Hello and welcome to this week's edition of It's Cyber Up North with me, Phil Jackman. And today I'm joined by Danielle Phillips. Danielle, how are you?
1: I am well, Phil. How are you?
0: I'm really, really good, thanks. So we're going to talk today uh, predominantly about the skills work that uh, that you and I are involved in. When I say you and I are involved in, you do all the work and I take all the credit. I think that's the way it kind of works uh, these days. But can we start a bit, just tell us a bit by yourself?
1: sure um so thanks for having me on the podcast first and foremost uh, very exciting to be here um so yeah my name's danielle i run um, a communications consultancy called inside out and you're probably now thinking why's phil got some comms consultant on the cyber up north podcast um well we specialize in cyber security communications so mainly in the prevention side uh, by raising awareness around cybersecurity and what people need to do and look out for. Um, But also when things go a little wrong, we can also be there to support you um, should you need to do crisis comms at the same time. Uh, We also look after, work with organizations to help them with digital transformation communications so work work largely around major it change and that sort of thing um so yeah that's a bit about me i'm based in durham um originally hail from the northeast i've spent a bit of time overseas so do have a bit of a weird accent apologies for those who are audio only um but yeah i am pleased to be here and to be working alongside Phil on some of the exciting stuff we're doing with Cyber Medicine's skills section.
0: Yeah, so uh, I think just what you've said uh, highlights how a broader church cybersecurity really is. You know, we think about all the technical aspects, but I often think it's, it's really a, it's a human problem. It's about uh, the interaction with your culture and the the human behaviours that, that makes it such an interesting uh, topic. So you're more than welcome, and I think it's, it's it's hugely relevant that you're here. But you and I have been working together for For a bit of time now, can I get, uh, I think it was all started around when we were thinking about uh, how Simonoff would grow up a bit. Can you remember how we got involved? Um,
1: Yeah, so I started the business um, pretty much the day that Boris Johnson closed the schools was my first days of trading. So in the dark depths of the pandemic there, and early doors, there weren't many places to go to network other than zoom or teams um so i joined a few networks including dynamo and i think through that relationship um we got to know one another one another through dynamo phil and then um started to look at what you were doing with with the cluster um and getting a little bit involved in that too so yeah i would say a couple of years now we've been working alongside each other it's been great
0: Absolutely. Uh, now I must say I, I didn't expect Boris Johnson's name to come up in the, in today's podcast. I think that his name's for other podcasts. We've we'll <laughs> it <laughs> the first and last time
1: we should refer to BJ on the podcast. Um...
0: In, indeed, indeed, please, <laughs> please. And um, so, uh, yeah, but we've been doing some work together for a couple of years now, really on helping shape the uh, um, the cluster, the the website, the fantastic website. It was a, a lot of support from your organisation, and I think just getting. Our heads around where it is that we're going to go as an organisation has been, been enormously helpful, um, but done some exciting stuff.
1: Absolutely. I think, you know, we share a similar passion like most of the people that are involved in Cyber North that we're on something special here. Um, the North East for so long has been, you know, kind of sitting there waiting in the shadows, waiting to emerge or reemerge from our industrial past and and cybersecurity and the sector, you know, the, the the growing sector in the region gives us an opportunity to really thrive and excel in the future uh, i think we've got some amazing businesses here i think we've got some outstanding individuals doing great work and we need to be doing more to, to shout about that so i suppose bringing my com skills in and my um general passion for the northeast is probably where where we've brought some some extra um an extra dimension to cyber north and just really starting to to get some of those stories out there and those messages out there really it's about um helping people who are in the sector know just what a great job they're doing but also those who are not yet in the sector understand what the opportunities are we're very keen to help parents and um people who influence young people and career changes to understand what cybersecurity careers are out there for them so that they can be advocating for those, you know, so um, that when we talk to young people about coming into cybersecurity, that they've got their parents back in and they understand what kind of career progression they they can get from that and what sort of um, fulfillment they can have. And I think there's a, there's a void isn't there between um, those who are now parenting sort of young people coming into the sector didn't have any exposure to cybersecurity when they were looking for jobs, so they don't know how to advise on that. So that's something that we're keen to develop. I'll probably jump in ahead yeah. there, though, with the skills work. You're probably going to get to that in time. So
0: I'll stop. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, come, I'll come back to that in a minute. But I think, again, it just it just shows what a diverse uh, issue we're trying to address, from uh, young people who are still at school thinking about career to uh, deeply technical people who are um, really at the pinnacle of the, of the work that we're doing, organisations who... who work in cybersecurity organisations who don't, but actually do, think they don't, but actually do. So it's, it's a very, and um, well, of course all the academic stuff, you know, I think there's something like five and a half thousand uh, students at the moment in the in the northeast universities uh, studying. Uh, some sort of computer science uh, course. So so a lot of stuff uh, going on. So we're going to come back to skills in a second, but I just wanted to touch on some other work that you're doing with us around the Northern Cyber Cluster Collaboration, if I got that right, the NCCC. Is that right?
1: Well, I think you made the title for it, Phil, so you should be able to get it. right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly that. So the Northern Cyber Clusters Collaboration Project um, is...
0: See, I missed the S off. That's what there it was. <laughs> um,
1: so the idea behind that is UK overseas the thirteen clusters that exist across the, the the UK, and within the north, the north region. So across um, the northeast, the northwestern Yorkshire, we have three clusters, cyber clusters. So we have Cyber North in the northeast. We have uh, YCSC or the Yorkshire Cybersecurity Cluster, surprisingly in Yorkshire, and over in the northwest, we have the Northwest Cybersecurity Cluster. And to date, they while have been collaborating at a kind of chair board level, um, we, they haven't been doing lots of active work necessarily within the clusters to get to know one another, share best practice, share what's going on in those three regions. So this project, the NCCC project, does two things. First of all, we've looked at mapping all of the cybersecurity assets in the three regions. And by assets, we mean um organisations that specialise in cybersecurity and work within the sector, um, the academics and the courses that are available within cybersecurity uh, for people in the, those areas. Um, we've looked at government departments that support cyber security. Uh, we've looked at physical assets, such as business parks and data centres and, um, you know, a big public se- public um, infrastructure that people can access there. And I've looked at things like um, uh government infrastructure and and sort of uh, critical infrastructure to understand what sort of cyber, the cybersecurity landscape looks like across the north the whole of the north of england the whole of the north of england that's right um and that's you know if you like a yellow pages for cybersecurity, which by the time it's written will be out of date so it's something that we need to kind of keep going with and, and making sure that we understand so it you know with with clusters we tend to attract those who recognize themselves to be working inside or want to be sort of networking in that space. What this piece of work does is unearth all of those other peripheral organisations that are also working in this space. So it might be lawyers that specialise in cybersecurity, or um, an accountant that has a, an arm that recognises the importance of cybersecurity and, and tries to provide advice on that as well. So it's given us a much bigger holistic picture of all of those players involved in the sector across the whole of the North. And the second part of this, sorry, Phil, do you want to go in?
0: no no sorry, carry on carry on please
1: This the second part of this work is then to speak to people who are working in the sector to understand the kind of collaborations that they do today and um, how they collaborate within their organizations outside of their organizations um, regionally nationally internationally and what they would like to be doing in the future any sort of barriers they find today with collaborating anything that we can be doing from cluster perspective to support them with collaborating more broadly in the future and trying to then Work out where there are opportunities for greater collaboration, um, and what more UKC3 and those three clusters can be doing. And what we're trying to get to here is really emulate the success of what we've seen in Cheltenham and around sort of you know the donut and around that sort of southwest corner. Um, They seem to have really cracked the nut on how to collaborate really effectively. um, You know, have lots of big businesses and smaller businesses working hand in glove there together. And we're looking to see if we can develop something similar in the northern region. Um, we know that, I think the statistics sort of speak for themselves, that last year there was £982 million of investment in cybersecurity businesses in the south of England and £8 million in the north of England. So there's a huge disparity and we're looking to try and um, close that gap and level up effectively. Yeah.
0: So that's, uh, I think, well, I know this is a, a, a podcast on itself, this whole subject. So I think once we get a bit uh, further on down the line and we're a bit clear about what we're going to try and do with this, we'll bring you back and, uh, and get, perhaps get Paul and Mike from uh, from West and Yorkshire together. But anyway, let's talk about skills because that's what we came on to talk about uh, in the first place. And um, I think a lot of this goes back to the Northumbrian Water Group Innovation Festival that we had last year. Yes, sir. Uh, Tell us a bit about that and, and how the, the skill stuff uh, develops, and then we'll talk about what it is we're going to try and do.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So um, for those of you who don't know, the Northumbrian Water Innovation Festival, which is also a lovely long title, um, is a, a week-long event held at a Gosforth Park race course in July, I believe. You know, yeah, yeah. Between,
0: between the plate and the and Ladies' right Day. Go. Yeah. So if
1: you're into your horse race and that's when it is. If you're not, it's sometime in the summer. Um, so, the the idea is that um, the Northumbrian Water wants to find ways to be more innovative around how it serves its customers and therefore encourages people to come along and get involved in lots of different sprints, which are sort of week long thinking activities to come out with some solutions to some nutty problems. And within cybersecurity we have a few of those, don't we? And obviously, with water being critical national infrastructure, cybersecurity is a massive threat to the sector. So they're particularly interested in us getting involved in, in that as well. So last year um we went along to the race course and we ran a, we ran three sprints, uh, Cyber North ran three sprints over that week. And the one that I looked after was around skills. And really we looked at you know, we've got in the northeast, we've got the highest concentration of STEM graduates than out of anywhere in the UK, um, and yet we're still crying out for great, just great new talent to come into the cyber sector. So, what's going on? Why, why is this not flowing through? And we looked at really understanding what that problem means from you know from a um, academics perspective, from a, from a couple of employers perspective, from some um, people who work in the sector, some recruiters trying to really understand oh, why is this not happening? Why why have we got some talent issues? And what what we con- concluded was there isn't really a talent issue. The talent's there. It's there in abundance. It's about this experience gap and people not necessarily having the experience when they come out of um, education in order to go straight into the workplace and to succeed and to flourish in the way that employers need Um you know new graduates and, and new employees to be doing uh, right now so we went, went had to think about well what can we do to to kind of overcome this problem and apprenticeships seem like an obvious route but then when we look at the breakdown of the sector and the cyber sector in in our region and really across the board it's made up of smes and often quite niche smes who look after one or two parts of cyber security not the entirety and unfortunately Um, apprenticeship sort of pathways are written to encompass lots of different elements of cybersecurity. So it's, it's really difficult, you know, if you just do pen testing to get an apprentice to come and work with you because they need to have a a bit more experience and to to pass their apprenticeship. So we came up with this notion of having a shared apprenticeship, which would mean that the apprentice would go to more than one employer during their apprenticeship to get that wealth of experience but also to then offer SMEs the opportunity to have an apprentice for a period of time without the cost implication of having them for you know three or four years and that can often be you know a barrier for a lot of SMEs to to really sign up to that level of commitment. So
0: we'll come back a second because I I think we just just wanted to um to to talk about North only Water Group's involvement in this, and they were very keen on the idea. They, they, they like this idea of a shared apprentice, and uh, they asked us to pitch the idea to them. And uh, on the back of that, we managed to secure some funding. So we're very grateful for that, because that's, that's helped the process go. And I think uh, what I'd like to do is go for a quick break, and then we'll come back and talk about the idea in a bit more uh, detail. You're listening to It's Cyber Up North with Phil Jackman. This week's guest is Danielle Phillips from Inside Out Consulting. You can watch all these recordings on Spotify to ensure you don't miss any future episodes. Don't forget to subscribe and rate us wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, you're listening to uh, It's Cyber Up North with me, Phil Jackman, and Danielle Phillips from. Inside Out consulting, if you've got that right. And we're talking about the skills agenda in cybersecurity across the region. So, when we left, uh, Daniel, we uh, we talked about the work that we do in Northumbria Water Group. So, tell us again the big idea that we, that's come out of that.
1: So, the big idea that came out of the um, cybersecurity uh, sprint that we did on skills was all around a shared apprenticeship scheme. So, creating an apprenticeship scheme whereby we could have um, one or more employers working with an apprentice during their apprenticeship to give them a much more rounded experience, but also to give access to SMEs to come on board and, and make the most out of the apprenticeship programme as well.
0: Yeah, because yeah, quite often uh, it's seen as a weakness of this, this region that we have a lot of small, medium-sized businesses, not a sufficient number of head offices or big businesses. But I think that could actually be a strength for us It gives of much more stability and much, uh, much uh, wider... Um, so base upon which to work. And so the idea here is that well, more than one SME would come together to, to um to share that apprentice and develop those skills. So what what did, what would the businesses get out of that?
1: Um so that's exactly it. So the idea that you would get, you know, an apprentice for maybe a year as opposed to three years. Which is the normal period for a, a level four apprenticeship program, and with that, the the employer would get access to you know a great um, person who was ready to join the sector who doesn't have loads of experience but can is is willing to learn and wants to learn quickly. Um, someone that i think the the old adage is if you get an apprentice you can sort of mold them to your ways of working you can work with them to impart your knowledge and skills and give something back and i think we've got a lot of people particularly in the northeast who are very keen to do that they're very keen to to be part of the future of the sector and seeing people grow and flourish and this is a nice way to to be part of that um and then obviously you've got you know, someone who can then support you on your projects. Um, the, the way that the apprenticeships are set up is we, we no longer ask apprentices, thankfully, to go and buy a, a tin of tartan paint or go and have a long stand.
0: <laughs> a long stand, yeah. yes, absolutely.
1: they have actually got real <laughs> and meaningful work to do, and the frameworks are really quite... Um, challenging and so there's lots of things in there that they need to be able to demonstrate that they can and evidence that they've been able to do through their training Um, so it really requires them to get involved in some of the key uh, projects and programs you'll be working on as well as obviously day release for, for college.
0: Yeah, So that means that the uh, the, the apprentice themselves get a much broader understanding of how different businesses run can I think can see an opportunity to say, well, I like this kind of work. I like this kind of business. I don't just as importantly, I don't like this kind of work. And that's not the kind of business I want to go into and then come back into the market uh, if, if they ever make it, because I think they will be snapped up, but uh, to say, look. I understand now what the skill set I've got and what I've used to businesses and and, and therefore I'm much more, much more saleable. So where are we up to in this? Because it sounds like a very simple problem, but I imagine it's quite a complicated thing to to whip into shape. So where are we? with
1: Yeah, well, you know, I think the idea, the ideation part of this has been pretty straightforward and getting the buy in from both employers. And from apprentices has been um, easy as well. I mean, the apprentices love the idea of having a portfolio of employers within three years. That would normally take the 10 years of their career to achieve. So they're really up for it. And I think employers really get the value that this could bring as well. Um, so the the point we're at now is this is feasible. It's possible. Um, but the there is, um, you know, the old legalities that we have to get around. And the way that we do that is to...
0: Those damn legalities, <laughs> eh?
1: <laughs> we have to play the game. Um, oh, no, we're, we're speaking to the Department for Education at the moment. They are running a couple of pilots around different ways of delivering apprenticeships right now. And one of these ways is through what's called the Flexi Job Apprenticeship Scheme, which is the natural fit for a programme like this. It gives you flexibility to work with several employers over the period of your... Um, your apprenticeship program the challenge that we have is the pilot scheme as it stands does not include the cyber security pathway so we have to make a case for that really for government to change that pilot um, to include cyber security and that's what we're doing right now so we're speaking to department for education around getting on the next wave of the pilot which we hope will happen in the next few months um, and we're also working with employers to to really Evidence that we've got that support, you know, in principle, we're asking people to say, I'd be happy to take on an apprentice. This is something that would work really well within our sector. It would give us exposure to new skills and new thinking and, you know, um, brilliant new minds and working in this space. But also we would be able to benefit as a, as a business by working with, a, with an with an apprentice even over a shorter period of time for these reasons too so we're just in the process of gathering that evidence um to be able to build that business case to put to government and hopefully convince them that this is something that not only could work in the northeast but actually could go somewhere to solve part of the recruitment and part of the you know the perceived recruitment issues that we have within the cybersecurity sector there are obviously challenges that are to do with things other than this but this is one of the um you know issues that we could potentially put in place that we could potentially solve some of the um recruitment issues that uh, organizations are facing so it's, i think fair to say we're pretty excited about it phil we hope this can
0: yeah, i was just going to say it uh, super exciting i think uh, all the companies that we've been speaking to have been uh, excited particularly north i water group are very uh, supportive of what we're trying to do mm-hmm. I think it's got some it's got legs as they say and uh hopefully The Department of Education will pick this up and um, we'll we'll be able to go, go large. Absolutely. so what next Well, what are we doing next and how pe- can people help us out on this journey
1: um, so other than standing by for the second installment of this podcast when we tell you that we've got the green light here, <laughs> which obviously we're having um, I think the best thing you could do would be to return my calls or emails if I'm asking you for a letter of endorsement to support this business case I mean this is really creating change for the sector and to do that we all need to come together to, to really show government that there is um, that there is a need for this way of thinking, so uh, that would be my ask. There, I, I, you know, I agree with you. We've got a full of support from the employers that we've spoken to, not least Northumbrian Water, who already get apprenticeships. They they've used them for years. They understand how they work um, within cybersecurity. Um, so I think you know that's that's no brainer for them and other like minded businesses are, are also putting their the weight behind this so really that's what we need and then when we do get our apprentices out there we we need employers to come forward and take those apprentices for a year or so and give them exposure to the work that you're doing so that at the end of their apprenticeship they are a really great asset to hopefully you your organization and the wider um, cyber security sector in the region at large so yeah that would be my ask
0: Excellent, excellent. So I'm looking forward to our uh, sojourn, if that's not the right word, with the Department for Education, see how that gets on and we'll take that from there. But uh, we're also planning a couple of events in April or May around the whole subject of skills, uh, hopefully one down in Tees Valley or at the Middlesbrough College and uh, one up in Newcastle area somewhere yet to be uh, confirmed. So look out for those on the uh, the website and uh, wherever it is that you find this information. So Daniela, huge thanks, huge thanks to the ongoing work that you've done, but great, thanks for coming along on this uh, It's Cyber Up North uh, and look out for the next edition. Thanks, Bill. You later. Cheers. You can watch all these recordings on Spotify to ensure you don't miss any future episodes. Don't forget to subscribe and rate us wherever you get your podcasts. Audio and video production was by me, Robert Campbell, This has been a Rant Out Loud production for Cyber North.